Hey, Pete. Yeah? Remember the other day I said it seems like people aren't getting it with the Patreon? Yes, I think I do remember you saying that. I think I know our problem. We've got Shantuan. We've got Squidge. (laughs) (laughs) They're members of the team, and they don't even know what's going on with Patreon. What do you mean you don't know? Wait, 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 wait. Does your your Squidge, (laughs) the van that you live in, does it it get podcast? Like, internet? Or no, it doesn't. Can you hook when up? When he parks by the Starbucks, yes. <laughs> yes. So let's let's do a quick. This is going to be very quick with the Patreon. Okay. If people want to support the show, they go to Patreon forward slash lousy San Francisco Patreon dot com. Patreon dot com forward slash yeah lousy San Francisco podcast. And what happens? What they're able to do is make a pledge of well they can pledge anything, but starting at one dollar. Uh, you'll start to get rewards. Right. And it rewards goes all at the way. $1, extra rewards at 5 10, 10 25 $50, yeah. I even think 100 something like that. Right. But really what happens is it supports the show. As we try to phase out commercials in the middle of the show, Patreon fills that in. Right. And not only will we phase out commercials, they'll get benefits, we'll get benefits, we'll have fun, and we'll have money. And yeah. money's really fun to have. Yes. Squidge, one day you'll have some. And we'll, we'll, well be able to. <laughs> I would really like to know where you got that idea from. What? That money's the good? Home, the homeless thing. I d- no idea. You're wearing 14 layers. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. That's you guys understand now? Yes. Well, yes. then get on the stick. We need some money. Patreon.com forward slash lousy San Francisco podcast on Patreon. The following is a production of SK Morton Creative. Places, please. Quiet down. And here we go. And roll camera. Gentlemen, welcome to SK Morton's Lousy San Francisco Podcast. We may not be the most informative. We may not be the most entertaining. We may not have high-profile guests. We may be a little dull. Where was I going with this? Tonight, SK welcomes Buffalo Bill, Sonia Henney, Marion Anderson, and Sally Rand can't find a thing to wear. And now, a man caught in the throes of lethargy. S.K. Morton. Wow. That was highly adequate. Thank you very much. No problem. All right. This is a big night. I'm not even going to go into all, all the other crap we normally go yeah! through. Yeah, exactly. This little Jack Blackie, huh? Wow. <laughs> yes. Because that's, I look like a, a panda? No, it's a compliment. Do you ever raise your goblet of rock? Listen, you can't. Okay. You can't. I actually have a pick with me. So we're going to get right to all the introductions. Yay! Yeah, that's exactly what we're going to do. So who's in the room there? SK? That's what we're going to. Well, first of all, we're going to greet the adoring throng. Yes. Currently, she, there's one of she's, them. She's <laughs> on Facebook right yes, now. She she's don't care. On <laughs> she's taking selfies. Oh, it's Instagram. Uh, we're expecting more, but the, the traffic is pretty bad out there. It is. And to the throng listening, we welcome you as well. Hi, guys. We are optimistic so tonight. I think wow. we're on the uptick. What's that mean? That means that the, a couple shows ago, it sucked pretty bad. But we're it on really our way. It really did. Yeah, yeah, it did. Were you listening to any of those throngs? Of course you weren't. listening. I was, no, I listened and I was like, I'm an insufferable word I can't say. Why don't you, you say more? It? Maybe duller? No, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I was gonna say, what? There's a lot of words. I was going to say poopy head, but oh, I didn't want okay, okay, right. to ruin the family-friendly no, vibe were, in here. You were great, Pete. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Well, first, let's... And I'm going to keep doing it anyway. Anyway, so we're on the uptake. Thing. Yes. Take. So now let's welcome... We're on the outtake. <laughs> ...our senior member of the team, sound engineer of Utmost Out of Quitchlands, Squidge McSqueezy. Yay! He's totally in the room. Yeah, he wouldn't return on my calls. Uh, our regular full-time permanent co-host and resident Chanteur even brought his Chanteurly idol. Wow. There's it's called the a guitar. Oh, yeah. He brought that tonight. Let's welcome <laughs> Pete Feliciano. Yay, me. Yeah, there we are. There you are. Um, incidentally, uh-huh. not just, by the way, Mike, I'm going to introduce you in a second. Take your time. Okay. But yeah, I want to let you, I want to give All you right? a little bit of info on Pete here, our, our resident Chanteur. Not only is he 7x7 Magazine's up-and-coming artist to watch in 2016, by the way, but he was also, Bay Times, soulful up-and-coming artist Peter Feliciano in 19... I mean, I'm sorry, in 2000... Boy, I am getting old. I cannot see You really are. 
Pete, just tell us when this article happened. It's 2013, I think. 2013. So you were up and coming in 2013. I'll be up and coming forever. 2013, 2016, you're in the same place. Huh. Welcome. Yeah. You ever think about teaching? You're the one who has me on okay. here. Okay. Anyway. You're trying to hook your wagon to my starship. I definitely am. You're hooking your wagon to my expect... starship, and you're going nowhere. Listen. We're still recording? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, did, we, did we clap for you? We already did. Okay. Let's move on and make All right. Let's get to the real... The, the, I am so excited tonight. Michael Because as much Weiss, as I love you... Michael Weiss. Oh, that's beautiful. You're welcome. I was tempted to introduce him as this generation's Walt Disney. Would you like that? He's he's a good character. Okay, I, I guess just, not. I, but then I realized I'm this generation's Walt Disney. You're not this Walt. I'm Disney. so this generation's. You're this Walt generation's Disney, Pluto. <laughs> so you can be Roy Disney. Do you want to Roy. be Roy Disney? Roy's more of a businessman. Okay. How about Joe Fowler? I don't even know who Joe Fowler is. He's the builder guy. He was the contract uh, Admiral Joe Fowler who helped yeah, build. Don't you know both Disneyland and Disney World? I didn't know that. He's kind oh. of a fanboy. I apologize, uh, Michael. Uh, how about Bugsy Siegel? He was a he was a dreamer, a builder, a doer. Uh, uh, a shot in the eye. What about Bob the Builder? He's this generation's Bob the Builder. Okay, how about this? If you don't want any of those others, this generation's Willy Wonka. Willy, huh? Willy's cool. Dude. Willy's good. Please welcome CEO, founder of World's Fair USA, Michael Weiss. Yay, Michael! <laughs> favorite. So then that makes you Augustus Gloop, doesn't it? I will turn on you in a second. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't he kind of look like Augustus Gloop? Great to be here. Thanks, SK. Thanks, Pete. Thank you, Michael. You know, he's kind of a kiss butt. I know. Yeah, I don't understand. Okay, we're going to tease you a little bit. Is that okay? Uh, I'm good. Go I for it. I figure he's a younger guy. He's, he's, he's up for the Yeah, thing. you can tell by that strange 80s jacket. I What's like going that on? Jacket. It looks like the video from I Want to Dance with Somebody. Got this no, off Etsy. It? Etsy. Oh, 30 yeah? bucks straight from Lithuania. You paid for that. Lithuania. Wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know AHA was Lithuanian. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Da, 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 da. No, okay. no. We're, uh, that was just, that was all in fun. We love you because you're awesome. Crush it. And we're going to talk. Like, I am going to crush it. I feel like I'm crushing it. However, I'm oatmeal. I want, to th- I want to bring the room down for a second. <gasps> Do you want to play the Hulk theme song? I'll put it in. What is... Babette has texted me. What does she want? It says uh, they're at the Amtrak station. It might be French. She wrote at La Amtrak station in first class lounge. I didn't know they have Amtrak in France. My wife um, has a superpower. She can insist. She bought a real <laughs> cheap ticket on the train, and she told me before she walked up the door, yeah, when I get there, I'm going to see if I can get bumped up. <laughs> she no, called, she's got an insane yeah. power to do that. She Who did called she? me about three hours ago. She got a sleeping cabin, <laughs> and now she's letting me know she's there in first class. Yeah, she's very. Yeah. It's what she does. The word is the word is pushy. Is really what she is. She takes hostages. It's not so much like she get things done. She's just very motivated and um, you are creepy. so racist. Creepy, I think. Okay, what? I didn't say uppity. <laughs> can you believe you said? Look that? at. That. I had to say it. I'm sorry. You can edit it out. Here, Mike, you can sit closer to me if you want. No, I'm just Don't kidding. do it, Michael. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Don't you... He he provided you with stale lemon cookies. What kind of a host... <laughs> they look nice. What kind of a host does that? <laughs> Did you try one? <laughs> Not yet. Yeah, of do course. That. Don't do that. <laughs> you like eating sponges? Um, we have an animal obit. I know. I will talk sad. about that very quickly. We had a, a whale die in the bay. A blue whale. Hmm. Which is interesting because the last one we had, it's supposed to be rare. And yet we've had two in like the last four months. Really? But yeah, we had one in October. It washed up on the beach, though. This one, no one saw. Remember the girl from Aquatic Aquatic Bonkers episode? Yeah. The uh, woman that's, she's the head whale. No, 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 no. That wasn't Aquatic Bonkers. That was a different one. Okay, the one with, oh, that was PPIE. That was the PPIE one. Anyway, there's a head whale executrix. But we can say PP? Okay. There's a lot to say here. So I'm just going to throw it out. Save your <laughs> save your smart comments till I get it out. Okay. Okay. There's the lady. We made fun of her. Right. How did she see the whale the last time? The, the living whale that came in last year right, into the bay. Mm-hmm. She said she saw it from her office window, and we're like, "Where is this nonprofit getting the money right. to have this office window, this beautiful you know view of the Golden Gate?" Mm-hmm. And it turns out I saw her recently when they had the video, and this got cut out of uh, one of our last shows a few weeks ago. The uh, killer whale that was eating the shark. There right. was a video of that. They interviewed her. And I said, I know that name. That's the whale executrix. The whale lady. And then they showed her in front of her office. She's in the Presidio. Oh, okay. She's got one of the old barracks. Mm. And so their office has been converted. So how so, did the whale die, SK? Well, here's 
He's a little oh, mouthy. Look, look he's moving us along Jesus. and everything. Wow. So any- <laughs> a, a whale has died, sir. I know. I don't know how. Have some decency. That's right. Have some lemon cookies. I thought, I thought that was the story. It was going to be the how the whale it died. Is, I thought it was going to be a around. climate change so thing. So the lady comes. The lady comes back on again. This always time. with the always with the nouveau agenda. These she millennials. Can, she didn't see this. That last one was a humpback whale. They're tiny compared to a blue whale. This thing is tets up. Floating through the Golden Gate, through the bay, past Alcatraz. They didn't, no one discovered this thing until it was down between Alameda and Oakland. You know that channel between where they're going to build the new park? Where the A's want to build their new park? Wow. Someone finally goes, hey, what's that, you know, 40 foot long thing laying in the. <laughs> and so, they, so they've te- now towed it over to Angel Island. I recognize those tets. They've towed the tets. <laughs> they, they towed, towed the tets. Did they're, some tet towing. They called in the tet towers. Right. And. The point is they wanted, they were going to let the public come see the autopsy, which is called a necropsy for whales. Whoa. Okay. I don't know why. Metal band, call it. I mean, I I understand the necro being the Latin or the Greek or something for the dead. We are necropsy. But how come they don't call that for other animals that they're checking out after they're dead? Right. So anyway, they, well, I'm going to say for, because it sounds right, I'm going to say autopsy. Once they towed it over to Angel Island, now you can't. It's Blunt Point. It's the south easternmost point and it's a, a beach that you can only get to by boat that's where they towed it to and that's where they're going to do the autopsy are they going to live stream it that is a brilliant idea see these young people they're very that's happy that's why he makes the big bucks that's right I, I'm going to call them and see they should be live, an stream epic it. live stream because I was thinking about stowing away on one of the Larkspur ferries from the Larkspur ferry you could have binoculars and you could watch it going on I thought about stowing away and just riding back and forth all day and getting shots but I'm gonna call them and say hey is how it, about live streaming it is it narcopsy put up, put up their phone narcopsy 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 you got a song all yeah right. That's all I got. So no, you don't have a song. Okay. okay. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You're welcome. Well, this is what I'll You're say welcome. to that. That's all you have to say. Is I'm glad you. we did, at least covered this portion because not only did we get to hear that, Jim, uh-huh. but also <laughs> Mike gave us a great idea and I'm going to contact the guy tomorrow and see if they'll live stream it. It's a no-brainer. All right. wow. Well, it's, it's kind a of no a brainer. brainer. I didn't wait, think Wait, 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 wait. So then Mike <laughs> Mike gets 10%, don't take you get 1%. Right? Who gets the who gets the Cuz you're making the phone call. I'll pass on all royalties. It, wow. all, it, all, it all goes to SK. Wait, wait, wait okay. I was saying a wonderful song for the you. SK and for the, uh, the SK Morton Thank show. you. No, 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 no. <laughs> SK, SK. Yeah. So what's the, what's the weirdest conversation you guys have had that you've aired? <laughs> we actually have done some weird, weird, weird. I could, I could yeah. maybe imagine. Oh, we've talked about me putting uh, fluff, mattress fluff, in here. This is the second time I've mentioned this in yeah. the show. In I my think mouth. you have. Uh, that's what usually you called do? a fetish. What was you? What was your thing? You were. You I was in, in love with Valerie Bertinelli. That was perfectly no, normal. No, you're a nose picker from the day. You're, I know you're. I can smell it on you. You're a nose picker. I'm a nose bleeder, which comes from picking my nose too much. Ew. Or not enough. <laughs> we'll get back to it. So anyway, we're not going to talk about the other oatmeal. stuff because here's breaking news. Yes. Do you recall last week we were talking about old theaters, the old St. Francis, the, the fr- yeah. it was the Theater St. Francis. Sure. It was the first, Mike, I'm sure you hadn't had a chance to listen. I know you really wanted to, but. Of course. Um, He's heard of us, though. The first cinema in San Francisco was built in 1916. And it's down by Union Square. Have you had a chance to see Union Square yet? I have been, but I can't picture the theater. Well, because it's not a theater anymore. It's called Lefty O'Duels. Okay, don't know it's it. a, It's a, yeah, it's, it's a. It's like uh, a bar. Yeah, it's like a bar and grill kind of place. Uh, oh, lefty throwing, O'Duel was a famous baseball player here with the Seals. He played with Joe DiMaggio. Was he a lefty? Uh, yeah, he was, as a matter of fact. That's nice. Yeah, you, you are smart. His last name was O'Duel. <clears throat> what I'm getting at is, so last week we were talking about old movie theaters, and the Lefty O'Duel's is this bar you go into, bar and grill kind of place you go into now, and people don't know that it's got a ceiling just built in, and up above, if you go up, and I've got pictures of up above there, you see right. all the architecture from 1916 in this old theater, this old movie, the first movie theater in San Francisco. It's incredible. And we kind of just talked about it in passing. And then yesterday morning, I see on Facebook, some guy posts a thing that says Lefty O'Doul's is going out of business. Oh, man. Whoa. And Regal Cinema is moving in. Even worse. John Handlery. John Hanlery. Oh, Who's that? Oh, I can't stand Horrible. that. Who's that? Have you ever heard of John Hanlery commercials? No, of course not. I think he writes his own commercials and he thinks he's clever. What does he sell? His hotel. 
He owns oh, that block. No. He owns the block. In fact, his oh, father is the one on. who leased the building to Lefty O'Doul back Ugh. in 1963. O'Doul, Wait, aren't you, aren't you the one who's more into this progress stuff than I am? And yet you're complaining about this, aren't well, wait you? Wait a minute. I, I, progress is great. But when there's certain th- items of, of history, yeah, right. you don't want to you want right. to take away history. He's, he's gotten he's gotten on me for being too commie, apparently. Uh, well, maybe you're a little too commie. Well, I'm, just because I'm, I, sp- I do speak a little Russian. That's right. Uh, da. Da. N- yet. Uh, yet and da. Adnaka. That's very good. You can vote that way. Da it and yet. pizda balshaya suka. savut Billy Joel. I learned that from the concert. Oh, okay. Anyway. So what it came out today, or it came out later in the day, was that John Hanley, the owner of the Hanley Hotel and all the buildings on that block, right. got it handed to him by his daddy. This Woo! guy, Nick Bovis, because you made fun of his name last week. Oh, yeah. Nick Bovis, the owner. Of Lefty O'Doul's? Of Lefty O'Doul's. He had also owned another place on that block called the Gold Dust, and Hanley had let the uh, lease on that expire and wouldn't renew it. And now he's not renewing the lease for Lefty O'Doul's. So what? Has- so Bovis says, because it's got pictures, and I mean, it's all that's been around for all these years. It's got memorabilia in there. He's he was going to recreate the entire interior in another part of the city, somewhere around, somewhere else around Union of Square. The theater. Yeah, but it's still that's uh, the here's thing. the thing. That's my Hanlery point. Hanlery is gonna is gonna gut. They're all gonna of that. gut it because they, they some new company came in and gutted the, where the gold dust was. They're gonna gut this place now. Two things. First, Lefty O'Doul's is known for their Bloody Marys, and it was. Verbally, the the uh, recipe for their Bloody Mary was verbally handed down to the bartenders from Lefty himself all these years. But recently, this guy Nick Bovis, when he went up there, he found an old golf bag, and in the golf bag was actually a handwritten recipe for Lefty O'Doul's Bloody Mary. Wow. Now, wow. what has happened is, Ooh. yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. That's and there's by, I got chills By right the now. way, skmorton.com, go to last week's podcast, and the pictures are down there. You can actually see. And if you zoom in, you'll probably be able to see the recipe. I've got the picture of him. Holding. Oh, man, so you've busted the secret. It's busted a wide open. I scooped it. So are you going to hold hands in front of it and say, Chan, we no, shall overcome? No, but here's, there's two problems. There's really no one to root for here. Because A, <laughs> uh, we know Hanry will just, he doesn't care. Why not Bovis? And Bovis, I started to think about it. Why would Lefty O'Doul put his secret recipe in his golf bag? Wow, are you really gonna are you gonna go on on this limb? You're a historian. Let's pull it back in. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'll I, say it. <laughs> Bovis smells like lemons. That's, that's he's a cheesy you know one. Crazy he eats is cheese. He ran for mayor on that motto. Well, I'm a very cheese centric politician. So I don't know what to do here. My my big concern is that people they go as far back as 1958 when Lefty O'Doul's opened the place. It wasn't even at that location. It was down on Market Street. So they're only going back as far as 58. People don't know about the 1916. So I've been trying to right. you know, send the pictures out and all this stuff to, to battle this on Facebook, but everyone thinks I'm just plugging the podcast. So do people actually visit the theater for no. enjoyment? No, because the guy, the owner, the guy Bovis, oh, and that's the other thing is Hanley's saying that he's not the owner. He's just the... Lease, he's the manager of the place, and Hanley actually owns it. Oh. So I am thinking of going. There's going to be a press conference on at 2 o'clock on Monday. I'm thinking of going, and I'm going to see if I can get either one of them to come in and, and, and make a case here. Because what really You're going to have like me, one person in that. You're going to be the only guy with like a- I'm wearing like, my bowling shirt. No, no, no. You, you oh. know, what's the one- uh, Jimmy Olsen, you're going to be the only guy in there. Hey, yeah, I'm Mr. Mr. You're going to be the only little- Say, Mr. Historian dork- Whatever that people need to know, because it's about the the St. Francis Theater. It's not so much about lefties. Was that a male or female whale that had died before? <laughs> hey, I dig this guy. I like this. Yeah, yeah. where's the thing? Can yeah. you put on my jacket? I want to see that. <laughs> you want to try that it on little blanket? No, it won't fit me. Um, so anyway, uh, I don't know what really what I can do. I don't have any real power, but I'm I'm very upset about this, and I'm sure everyone will. You're gonna the try story to closely. shake things up. Well, I'm gonna shake things up. That's we right. shall the way overcome. You like me too. That's what I say. All right, so. Okay. Uh, hey, Pietro, did you know what time it is? Uh, time to transition over to a new topic. Well, it's actually time for BFC. That's what we call it now. Big what are you talking about? Fresh. <laughs> chilling. Bridal right? fitness yeah. coach. Bridal fitness coach is there for the brides. When the brides want to get into their dress... When they want their bridesmaids to get into their dresses, even when they want the grooms to get into his dress, because you're looking a little later on, you're looking a little. But pudgy, into his tuxedo, uh, that's where bridal fitness coach comes in. 
Do you know how Brad is for is that this? The, is that the sponsor? That's yeah. our sponsor, yeah. <laughs> one of the one sponsors that we have. I can I can give you my personal guarantee that Allie will wear well, yes, a I bridal, uh, what's it called? What is it? <laughs> She'll wear it? No. <laughs> bridal what fitness. is it? Is it a dress? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> bridal fitness coach is actually a personal trainer who focuses on brides for their big day, but not just the big day. Actually, she no, helps no. them to change the way they do everything so that their life is changed, they stay healthy, they stay happy. Continually. And they keep their husband. Right. Yeah. Why do why do brides always buy a dress that's like too small? Because before a wedding, they're always really stressed about not eating. I'll and tell stuff. you why. Well, yeah. That's to keep owner trainer Tammy Fox in the lifestyle to which she has become accustomed. She is a very high maintenance gal. <laughs> I see her. She eats one banana. No, I see what you're saying there. Throws it but away. But we're not going to change it. So what you do is you turn into the skid. You send the bride to bridal fitness coach. She gets her into shape, not just for the wedding, but for beyond that. You can tra- she can train them at, the, at her own personal gym. Dang right. She can train it at home. Dang she right. She can train them in the office. She can even do it with Skype and, and Facebook. She, or should, Skype start, and she should do a reality show, The Biggest Bride. Kind of like wow. wow. See, this guy. Is... Always say he's spitting out ideas. Do I have to pay you now for having you oh in here? Oh my goodness! Oh, no. This is all all SK Morton. Do you this like all incorporated? Le- do you like lemon cookies? Do you yeah. like lemon sponge cookies? Right or chocolate chip cookies that let's, taste let's like go lemon back to sponge? The eating foam. <laughs> all right. So anyway, <laughs> hey Pete. <gasps> yeah. Uh, oh, make a commitment. No, oh, no. Wait. First, oh. we got to say so. So make a. Co- what can they do if they have a question? Make a com- if they want a free consultation, why they can call? Sh- they can call four one five. 317-6827, repeat, 415-317-6827, repeat. Bridal Fitness Coach. Make a commitment. Oh, Epic right. commercial. Yeah, I'll tell commit. you what. Wow. That's one of the shorter ones. Oh, wow. Okay. Do you do go on Amazon? I, I, do, I do Amazon. Oh, we're do doing Am- back-to-back commercials? We're doing back-to-back. We're going to get it done because the rest of the show is all Mike. Oi, they. Here's what you do. With an with Amazon button. Have you heard about the Amazon buttons? All these yeah, guys trying Clorox, to make money. You put the thing, yeah, <laughs> like next to the washer. Then when you run out of like, dude, whatever. he's too young. His mom does his all his laundry. You don't know what you're. No, talking this about. guy is this guy is on top of things. He's going to take over the world in two years. You'll either be working for him, or dead by his hands. <laughs> and then we'll, then we'll do a like live an stream elk. necropsy or whatever. The yeah, oh, young people, they yes, just can't yes, think yes, without yes, that yes. word. Okay. <laughs> The Amazon button yes. is if you were to go to skmorton.com. <laughs> did you fun. get the Amazon button to sponsor the show? That's epic. Well, if you go to skmorton.com, you press on the Amazon button. It'll take you to Amazon. So Whatever you buy, we get a percentage. Uh-huh. So every time you buy a weird-looking jacket, SK Morton will get money. You get a piece of it. What's the percentage? I don't know. Are you writing a book? Do you need to know what kind of money I'm making? Yeah, Why don't you, you just to... sit back and relax? You know just cool God. your jets. Just okay? Be, you know what? Mind your own business. We have our own little World's Fair of podcasts going on right now. We don't need to... All right. So anyway, what should they do? They should go to the Amazon button. Did we have a little catchphrase we used to do that when we did the Amazon commercial? Make a commitment. That's right. Go to the Amazon button at skmorton.com. Help us out. Make a commitment. Yay. All right. Now you know what time it is. Now, this is. I'm going to use this. This is unusual in that... Michael is not from San Francisco. He doesn't live in San Francisco. He's not even from California. Get true. Out. All true. Get out. And yet, because of the great respect we have for the young man, Do we're we? going to give him one of these. Oh, who are the people in your neighborhood? In your neighborhood. In your neighborhood. Say, who Get in there. There you go. Oh, that was. Don't stop. Keep going. You want to be a co Wow. I mean, Pete can't last forever. I'll be back in town soon. Okay. Cool. He's trying to ride my coattails. I'm not wearing a coat. All Look. right. Okay. <laughs> I'm very tired. We're going to, yeah, I know. We, we kind of expended everything on this. And so now, let's, <laughs> I'm going to give a little, little quick background on Mike. I don't know what happened to my stuff here. I'm going to eat a brownie with a spoon. <laughs> I think we, we in, in the introduction, Mike, you are the founder. And that's an important part here. Because here, I'll tell you why. CEOs, you know when they go on the news and they talk about CEOs making 850 times what the workers make and everything? Sure, sure. CEOs are MBAs, and I'm trying to think of some other letters I could throw in there, but the fact of the matter is they aren't the guys who risked it to create something. Yeah, Those sure. are the guys, they went to college, they paid their fees, and they come in, now they're expecting something. Back. Right, 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 right. Unless the CEO is also the founder. Wow. So let me just make sure here, you are the founder, right? Correct. Okay. Wow. Yes, okay. Co-founder, co-founder, there's two of us. 
Toe Marcus, 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 co-founder. Yep. But Marcus Where's ain't Marcus? here. He couldn't make it. He couldn't make what it. What is he doing, by the way? You should have lied. Right? This is a recorded yeah. thing. He's down at that bowling place on King Street, isn't he? He's a bowler. Yeah. <laughs> you could have lied. This is going out to probably five, seven people. You yeah. could have lied and he said, made it. I was the founder, and then you could bring it in to court, and they would hear about my weird brownie. <laughs> Courts anyway, often hear about my brownie. So he has founded <laughs> World's Fair. What's wrong with me? World's Fair USA, which is exciting enough. But you're but not just World's Fair USA, which we're going to get into. But and then even later, we're going to get into this. The reason why he's here tonight <sighs> is because of World's Fair Nano in San Francisco, Pier seventy, the twenty eighth and 29th of January, and we're going to get into the whole thing there. So that's the that's the Yay! biggest building number right now. Clap you! Yes. <laughs> Let's start with the boring stuff. Tell us about yourself, Mike. Well, well, I'm uh, I'm a Leo. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. All right. So now, what's next on the? Hey, Pete, you hear about that whale? No. Okay. <laughs> His tets huge, were up. Right. Huge. You were uh, you were born in uh, Florida. Born in Florida. So yeah, born in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Fort Lauderdale. Raised. Were you raised there? Born and raised. Okay. Yeah. South Florida. Played sports. A lot of sports. Like what, what kind of football, sports? Basketball. What baseball, position in football? Cross country. I was a wide receiver. All right, whatever. Okay, no cross-country guys, wide receiver. Okay. I like that. I'm teasing. So you're wide receiver, right? Wide receiver, yeah. Played in college. Played college football, D3. Where'd you go? Wash U in St. Louis. Not the Bears. Mm, Wash I mean, the Wash Bears, U. not the Huskies. Um, yeah. Wash U is a weird name. Yeah, it's, it's a really confusing name. Washington University in St. Louis. Yeah. Which is nuts, but it was named after George Washington. Michelle Thomas went there too. Who's that? Who's Michelle Thomas? She is. This is um. Oh, Bruno, Bruno Mars. Mars. That's uh, Michelle Thomas. She is. So the... you can yeah, you can see the no talent in that picture. Why would you say that? Because I don't like Bruno Mars. <laughs> oh. oh, you meant that part of no talent? It's beautiful. No, no, Michelle. it's a beautiful. Yeah, Michelle's Michelle very is good. a fantastic artist. I just don't like who Bruno. is no longer with us. Da, na, 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 so maybe the art will be worth more now. She moved to India. Oh, is that yeah. right? Oh, yeah, man. I didn't yeah. see her updates about Ooh. about that on Facebook. Well, she didn't want you to know. <gasps> um, anyway, she was kind of our our in house artist. Um, she's also got a great voice, very talented uh, all the way around. Speaking of art, SK, yes, sir. Did you see my 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 work up there on your? I did. I looked at that. What do you think it is? Well, well at first I thought it was an ice cream cone with a cherry on top. It is. Oh. Yeah, I don't, I don't, the scoop, oh, the scoop was tough. I get it now. I get it now. That it, 1904, that's because that's when the first ice cream cone was invented. It was you brought up for the World's Fair. It up. You guys are dorking SK. it up. What am I doing here? Wait till we get I'm gonna to talking about the telephone. I'm going to have some brownie with, my, with okay. my spoon. All right, so you're in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. You're Fort Lauderdale, Florida. You're a wide receiver. playing sports, played chess, played a lot of chess yeah? competitively. I, I you're did. an achiever, aren't you? You're I, a high achiever. I guess, like, retrospectively, yeah. But, like, in the moment or beforehand, it doesn't feel that way. How, do you have uh, brothers and sisters? One sister, older. Uh, older. She, she lives in Boston. Yeah. Lauren. Lauren's great. Hi, Lauren. What do you think of Allie? She's like, they get along. Yeah, no, they get okay, along. She's, Lauren's going to be a criminal defense lawyer. And she's a bikini, like, um, competitor. You know what? I don't think these are so real people anymore. I think we've been hoodwinked. Hoodwinked? I think he's, he's like, some guy on see, Craigslist. You want to see Lauren on Instagram? I'll show you. Her. You look at your crazy Instagram. Uh, it's going to be crazy. Let's right. Can't find it. We'll, ha we'll have to do it later. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, I have a girlfriend in Canada. Anyway, right. Canada. <laughs> uh, uh, no, anyway, you can't call so, her. Yeah, so She's just like did right stuff now. in Fort so Lauderdale. And then I went to college and played football in St. Louis. And then I went to New York, where I've been ever since. And now tell See, us about your. Wait, well, hold on, Pete. I like this kid. Can you give us a little bit of, of your professional experience, the things you oh, have done when you're, since, since graduating? And by the way, I don't hate MBAs. I'm just saying. I didn't get an MBA, okay. so this works out. Oh, uh, you're a dropout. I was an English major. Oh, okay. Oh, an English major. An huh? English major. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so yeah. that's even a more nothing of a, yeah, that's, of a college Yeah, it was degree. particularly nothing, yeah. Uh, Shakespeare's okay. good. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I heard. Okay, no, no. We're just teasing you about your ridiculous little degree. You just touched okay. my foot with your foot. Uh -oh. That's okay. I was trying to... I thought we were going to potato. Go ahead. We're not letting him... <laughs> Okay, we got to stop interrupting. I'm going to eat my brownie. Don't okay, worry about me. Okay, eat your brownie. Pa just shove it in your me. face hole, and he's going to tell us about Because this is amazing stuff. How, by the way, how old are you? 26. He's only 26. See, I can call him kid. Well, you're you're you four years brownie? on him. I'm okay. Brownie? No, the okay. brownie spoon looks he's appealing, He's eating a brownie though. with a spoon. It's delicious. <laughs> okay. Okay, we're going to be quiet, and you're going to tell us about your, your, your professional background, because I'm very impressed. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll talk. Okay. So, um, yeah, I went to New York when I after school. And I moved there. I didn't know what I wanted to do after school. I was like ma majored in English, then double majored in marketing, the business school. There's no particular job for such a 
field of study. And then I uh, ended up applying to a job in New York, which was the only job I applied to, to be actually like a real estate agent, like renting apartments to people. Hmm. And I thought it would be fun because it wasn't behind a desk and it was like people oriented. Right. So I was like, done. And then also I went to New York and had the best weekend ever, like with my friends partying. Right. So then I moved to New York and I worked for five months as like a broker, like renting people homes, apartments in New York. And I thought it'd be fun, but I quickly found people in the industry weren't really there to help provide a service. They were just there to make money and like they were pretty just kind of negative. So (laughs) I decided to ditch that. And then I went to this other company called BizNow Media, which is like a commercial real estate media and events company. Uh And I spent two and a half years there organizing this commercial real estate event called Escape. And the idea of the event was like to make all these, you know, big, rich, successful real estate guys who own like half the country mm-hmm. more thoughtful. Make them president. No, make oh, them oh, nicer. Okay, right. <laughs> oh, that was funny though. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I like that. Nice. Um, and yeah, the, the point was to just make them more thoughtful by exposing them to things that they n- would never encounter. And so it like, totally worked. And it did work in some instances, okay, actually. Okay, all right. It did, actually. Um, Don't be cynical. Yeah, it's okay. okay. So, we, uh, yeah, we would do cool things with them, like have just like crazy people or like have a slam poet or make them do water jetpacking or take them on tours of like areas they would never go to that were like slums in like Miami or whatever. It's water jetpacking. Oh, it's sweet. You put a pack on your back. And then there's a tube in the ocean that's sucking water up, and then it shoots it out of these two jets at high pressure and levitates and you, you go like, like 10, 15 feet above the water. That's terrifying. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, so we Continue. did cool shit with these guys and just to shake them up. And um, <laughs> and yeah, the idea was to make them be nicer because they owned you know millions and millions of apartment units or homes or, or, or offices that people spent their lives in. And if they were more thoughtful, then maybe the people in their buildings would be happier. So we, we did that. And then um, while I was there... Shortly after I graduated college, I read a book called The Devil in the White City. Awesome. Right up there above the throng's head. See the big number two? Oh, yeah. Go over four books. You'll see Devil in the White City right there. It's actually technically five books. Wow. Wow. He's also... (laughs) This is why he's an MBA. I was was looking at that. I'm not English literature. I can't even... But yeah, so I read this. I read literally this book that Susie and uh, the rest of the audience are are looking at. And... uh, yeah, that book's about this World's Fair in Chicago in 1893, and it was the first time I ever learned about a World's Fair. And like, if you read that book, you'll learn that like 27 million people went to this event in Chicago over six months, mm-hmm. when the entire U.S. population was 63 million. So 42% of an entire country traveled horse and buggy and train, there were no cars at the time, to go to an event. Like a huge hassle to do that, and they all went. Right. That's usually what my shows are like, too. <laughs> the huge hassle part? <laughs> no, only people with horses, horses and buggies come to my I, show. I got it. I just wanted to be insulting. <laughs> and uh, yeah, also, I mean, in that book, you learn that like that fair was the first time that human beings got to see electricity for the first time. Now we don't think twice about light bulbs, but like these things are nuts. And actually, like, I just had one go out before you uh, got so here. So you are thinking. I about was it. thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, you have a little extra appreciation. <laughs> and uh, like, yeah, the, the Ferris wheel was built specifically for that World's Fair by George Washington Gale Ferris Jr. And it was this crazy thing because the first Ferris wheel put 60 people in each carriage. And so it was like Whoa. this. Yeah, it was like a death machine. And they were right. going to spin people. They figured everyone would just die. And luckily, obviously, it worked out. Um, <laughs> they, they figured. It was, it was this huge wooden machine with, with hundreds of people on it. They had nev- it was the fir- no one had ever made a moving, spinning structure before. It was like an insane idea. But it was one of the big financial wins to the fair, actually, because it was such a big spectacle. People would come and you know pay. Nice. I think it was a nickel. Was it part of the midway? Because that was 1893s where they first had a midway. Yeah, was that, in, that was in the, the that was the fairgrounds. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was the fairgrounds. Yeah. yeah, and the fairgrounds was all white. It was all painted white. Yeah. Well, no, the midway portion of the of the fairground was was actually different from the White City. I mean, it was all under the in the World's Fair. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be no, no, no. But but I mean, because remember they had that's where they had all the weird stuff, the freak shows and the uh, um, I can't remember everything now, but. My question to you was, there was the White City portion with all right. the pavilions, and then, yeah. and then there was the section where the freaky stuff was, right. the Midway area. Where was the Ferris wheel? Oh, is that like where Buffalo rela- Bill's thing was? Exactly, right, right, right. yes. Okay. Where was the Ferris wheel in relation to that strip and the thing? I'm not 100% thing? sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, neither am I, so. Yeah, it's funny. because like, to sleep. So, some people know, do sorry. have a greater depth of knowledge. Yeah. What's cool about Ferris as like a, a piece of history is it's like an infinite like amount of stuff because yeah, so much yeah. has happened. Right. And so I learn, you know, my breadth of knowledge across like time and countries is pretty extensive. And then I've my depth is like pretty good, but I always learn a new thing about fairs because there's always something crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like uh, okay. 
Like, for example, like at the 19, um, I think it was actually 64 World's Fair in New York. It was like there was like a one of the, there was like some sort of like strip club thing. And like all the fathers would like disappear. Like you couldn't find them for like hours. And they were at this place and the moms Attaboy. would get pissed. Attaboy. And it was like I learned that from some random story. Um, so I read that book and I became interested in fairs, obviously. And eventually I came to realize that like, you know, all the cool stuff that happened at that World's Fair in Chicago wasn't like the only time really cool stuff happened at something called a World's Fair. And I learned that like, you know, the first American World's Fair was 1853 in New York. Like, Elisha Otis showed the world the first ever passenger elevator at that fair. Or, like, 1876 in Philadelphia was the first ever telephone. Um, also, the Statue of Liberty got its start at that World's Fair. The Eiffel Tower was built specifically as the entryway into the World's Fair in 1889 in Paris by Gustave Eiffel. In 1900 in Paris, the diesel engine was first given to the world by, by Rudolf Diesel. Um, St. Louis, 1904, the ice cream cone was literally invented on site when the ice cream vendor ran out of cups... And the waffle guy next to him was like, dude, I got you. And he started making waffles in the shapes of like bowls. And he would hand that ice cream, first ice cream cone. So there's a lot of interest in stuff. Where did we lose our way World's Fair-wise? Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. what year did it start to peter out and why do you think? Yeah, so World's Fairs, the big mystery is they still actually happen. World's Fairs still happen every five years. They're known as a World Expo. Um, 2010, Shanghai hosted the Expo. 73 million people went to the event. To give you a sense, Olympics draw like 10 to 14 million, so it's a much bigger, you know, attendance event. Um, Milan hosted the expo in 2015. I went to that one. It was awesome. And then 2020, Dubai is hosting. The trick regarding the U.S. and why they're totally irrelevant to Americans today is because in 2002, um, the government decided to cancel its membership in the international treaty organization that oversees these present-day World's Fairs, a.k.a. World Expos. Um, and that's why they're just like, now no one, we don't spend money on them. No one really pays attention to them. Hmm. Um, and so, yeah, but that's, you know, also where we come in. Cause like, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer in just like the, the creation power of a world's fair. So like wartime, for example, when, when war is happening, humans go into this like insane creation mode because it's do or die. You have to like innovate and invent and, and just create and work or like, you know, you get blown up by the Russians or whatever. Right. Um, Maybe you should start a war. Maybe. <laughs> Let's start it here. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I think World's Fairs do a similar place, a similar sort of deadline on progress, which I don't think really exists in our world. Um, and yes, and so then, you know, today what we're doing to actually get to this big six month, 100 million person event called a World's Fair, which we're nowhere near today, is these World's Fair nano events. Um, oh, so this is not the first one. We, this is our second one. We did one in New York. Okay. And we'll talk some more World's Fairy stuff. Yeah, we can, yeah. Because we've done a couple shows. We did a show about the 1915, the Panama Pacific. Cool. And um, A company yeah. is coming to Nano, actually, to yeah. demo a virtual reality um, recreation of the 1915 oh, World's Fair. Oh, my goodness. Say it again. We're going we're gonna to advertise <laughs> that one. That is be awesome. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, they're called really? Brick, Brick VR is the name of the company. Yeah. I bet. Okay, no. Okay, let's just, we'll get, so the Nano is, is kind of an incubator for your idea. What is your ultimate goal here? We're going to talk about the Nano, but let's talk about your ultimate goal as a person, as a CEO, and as a company. Yeah, I mean. I mean I'm all the same thing. Yeah, my, my principal interest, personally, is just to be really excited about being alive and just be excited about tomorrow and the future. Well, that's and easy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I... Uh, yeah. oh, you're right. I probably... I think yeah. not for see me. How, see how easy your enthusiasm died when he just questioned it once? You're like, I love life. What are you talking about? Do you really? No, I don't know what's happening. I'm sorry. Mother. All right, okay, we'll go back. You want, that's your, so that's where you're, that's your jumping that's off That's my point. interest. Yeah, and, and that's, what, that's what World's Fairs do. Yeah. Like, they excite people. And that's why mm -hmm. you come out and you create and you do, you do just really cool stuff. Right. Um, and that's with World's Fair Nano, the smaller World's Fairs that we're doing. Um, the principal focus is the same thing, to let people just come try the future, experience it, learn about it in a fun, not like scary setting, and then just be really excited. Yeah. Um, and, and then also they've learned and you're excited and you do and you apply and create and make the world better for me too. Okay. So that's your vision as personally. With what the fair? It? Yeah. With the fair. So, you know, there hasn't been a World's Fair in the U.S. since 1984. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that the U.S. is the best place to hold a World's Fair because like, you know, it's an international showcase of the future. And the U.S. creates the most future. And we have, you know, the the attention of the international community more than any other country. And um, no foreigners. And we're right. maybe, hopefully, not going to have... 
Um, what? <laughs> I knew if I pushed hard enough, I'd get wow. to where I wanted to go. No, I'm I, okay. I'm I'm sorry. We do this. It's <laughs> mostly say, Pete's fault. Just honestly, are we starting to drive you nuts with this? No, no it's an experience. Okay. No, I mean, okay. Yeah, no. I mean, part of, part of my interest on coming was to have the yeah. experience. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> not a, not necessarily a good experience. <laughs> so we're just, just an experimental. An experience. Right? Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Can I say a little bit because um, uh, I feel you don't love me enough, and <laughs> no, because what, what what when you said about the. I already forgot the verbiage you used. Pterodactyl. No, it was about why he was doing this and how he just wanted to see the good. And Well, I'll tell you the phrase I've used because I have some experience in the industry with IAPA, you know, the amusement park and uh, attraction industry. Yeah. And when people would ask me uh, what my goal was or why, why I was doing this, my answer was because I wanted there to be neato is what I used to That's say. That's awesome, yeah. So we'll come back, back to that, but I just completely – I'm on board with what you're saying, what your motivation and why awesome. you're there. Because it's true. We become adults and sometimes people forget about the importance of Nito. Yeah. For some reason feel compelled to go, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. awesome. That's my way. That's, so, we should always all be like that. Yeah, I you, agree. Uh, you're, you you lose your like childlike sense of wonder at some yeah. point. I'm sorry, proceed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think you know, World's Fair in the U.S. would have just an amazing effect on people. Do you, do you, yeah. feel, like, do you feel like behind all that, like you feel like you're the man to do it? I feel like someone has to try. Uh, you know, I, mm-hmm. I see that, and no one. I don't see anyone else trying, in, in my opinion, like um, an effective way. Mm-hmm. There are some other actual World's Fair like efforts in the U.S. that are trying to go through like the public channels and like uh-huh. lobby Congress and get federal funding. Oh, yeah. Whereas, you yeah. know, I, I don't. I've seen other efforts over the past thirty years like that fail. So I'm like, this needs to happen. It has done incredible things over 150 years. Um, the best way to do it is just do it. And, and try and do it privately and see what happens. So mostly you've been funding it with the, your Etsy jackets. Mostly selling <laughs> Etsy jackets. Okay. Yeah. No, Make- actually, how have you been funding it? <laughs> I, I bring that up because I, you did have a Kickstarter program. So we, we didn't actually run um, a full crowdfunding campaign, uh-huh. um, but we did do like an offline crowdfunding, basically, uh-huh. um, where you know we asked everyone that we knew to pitch in. Yeah. What about yeah. an investment of some kind from the companies that you're talking to who provide the Yeah, all so like just... companies that come demo, we just charge them 250 bucks just to help us cover like chair rentals. Um, but like okay. the thing, so what we learned from the first one we did in New York was that like a lot of the coolest tech and the coolest future is being made by really small teams that don't have big budgets to right. go to the world's biggest right. events. Right. And like the point to our event is to let people try the future. So to financially, you know, inhibit that future from participating made no sense. So as far as making money and like the World's Fair and the events business in general, the two main revenue streams are ticket sales and sponsorship. Um, and then like ancillary ones are like merchandise sales, you know, food sales, parking even, media, like TV right sales. But sponsorship and ticket sales are the two main ones. And right now, you know, as like a sort of unknown asset in the world, um, as far as like big brands or people who spend on events are concerned, you know, we rely heavily on ticket sales. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as we go in the future, our like split should even out more where sponsorship becomes like, closer to half or even so that we more. can so that you can lower the price for people and, and yeah, get I mean, more people involved. I would love it to be free, you <laughs> right. know. We can get into like uh, the efficacy of capitalism if you'd like. Now um, Okay, let's do that. <laughs> um, so here's my question too. Um, the differences nowadays, it's not just that plots of land are way more expensive especially in the cities that you're talking about the the danger it seems like is like what if some of the some of these smaller companies are bringing in a technology and yeah. it might be a little weird or dangerous like uh, you know what i mean like if someone gets hurt like doing something at the right event. right right yeah I mean, we have insurance okay. um right. i think for a couple like particularly kind of edgy demos actually we do have people sign releases okay like what um i think that the head splitter, I think, is one. I think they, so. Yeah. One. I tried that. So we're doing um, this one. It's actually really cool. It's a human mixed reality human pong. Um, oh, I saw. It. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Th- I think they have you. Not that you just going back and forth. You could fall or something. Right. right Twist right, an right. ankle or something. Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah. I guess we are the other one that we. So probably it's called. Sh- so it's, it's tennis. Really, is what it is. No, it's <laughs> pong. No, oh, it, it's sorry. like a recreated human pong. Yeah, but it's, you. Okay. So you put on a headset. And then your body becomes the paddle in this virtual world, and you shuffle back and forth against a friend oh, in real time, okay. and you try and knock the digital ball back. And then yeah. other people are watching. You, you they guys can play. watch the game. You live the world. 
But I just, I, you know, I'm just thinking like the differences is not just social. It's also, you know, bogged down with red tape type of stuff. And oh yeah, there's it's a, not just financial. It's like it's a bunch know. of red tape. Yeah, no, we've learned we're learning that literally today. That's why Marcus isn't here yeah. doing the permitting stuff. I was he's got to go pay off Ed Lee under the table. Ah, <laughs> give him a bunch of grooming stuff for his, his sweet mustache, stash. Yeah. Does he have a nice stash? He has a. He's a, got a ridiculous mustache. It's a. It's, a, it's actually a terrifying mustache. <laughs> and actually, you should cover your ears because you're trying to get money and, and <laughs> permits from him. His stash is very stashy. Told him. So uh, in New York, how did it go in New York? That was in December? August. August. Sixth and seventh. Yeah, so New York was a smaller one. New York um, was like a 15,000 square foot venue. And we had like, you know, it was it was like 20 companies demoing. It was just smaller. It was a smaller. Whereas, okay. you know, in San Francisco, we're having like 70 companies demoing and we're having a lot more art and stuff. Will you be doing another after this? Because at some point I saw Chicago was mentioned in there as well. Well, Chicago was probably mentioned somewhere regarding like an actual fairgrounds location. Okay. Like we have, you know, we have actually looked for fairgrounds for the, the big world's fair. Not yeah. that we're anywhere near making a move on that. Right, right, um, right. But there is a possible one in Chicago. Uh-huh. Um, there's no room for that here, is there? We haven't found any here. Yeah. No, there's, yeah. Okay. So after San Francisco, are there plans to do another nano? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, like, you know, the goal is to do as many of these things in the U.S. and around the world as possible. But, like, I want to see something get built that, that like, the other, like, 300 million people feel comfortable going to. Right, exactly. Um, a World's Fair needs to be accessible to everybody. Yeah. It needs to have peak everybody's interest at least a little bit That's from all goal. different walks yeah, of life. Yeah, the goal is Very just cool. future for everyone. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. So you don't necessarily have one ready to go. You know, no, we, we, don't, we don't have one on the calendar yet. Right. No, okay. right now we're the next fourteen days is head down San Francisco. And then then we'll, let's concentrate on San Francisco. What do we? Cool. What, we want to do what we can on our end to get right. people there awesome, and yeah. to uh, tell people about this. This is something. Get our ire up. Yeah. Get us yeah. Well, I mean, you can really get behind this. I mean, so far he hasn't said anything that would make you go, "Yeah, but." I mean, everything is like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." His jacket, but other than the oh, jacket. that's right, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, so, so what are we going to experience? We come in on Saturday. What does it open at 10? 9.30 a.m. 9.30. On January 28th at Pier 70. What about transportation to the venue? Yeah. So we're super advocating people to do like BART, and we're setting up a bicycle rack, too, for people to bike. Oh, cool. Um, and Does, then does BART go by? There's, no, no, no. Muni. There's, there's, there's you a mean train. the Muni okay, train. Okay, okay, I'm, okay I'm the Metro. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, and then... Uh, we're also super pushing people to do lift and ride chairs because uh-huh. um, it's yeah. pretty it's pretty affordable. Uh, it's affordable to get to the dog patch. Yeah. Um, and then we do have like a parking lot really nearby that people can park as well. So okay, so that so people come in. Let's say they take metro. They come in for, they'll anyway, take the T yeah. line. Yeah, exactly. Remember T-line. that the red the, the T line. T line. That'll come in. They T-line. walk over through uh, dog patch. Yeah, and they Which come is to a good Pier part 70. of town, by the way. It's a, it's it's not it's not like a weird part. It's of town. awesome over there. Yeah, it's such a cool vibe. It used to be called Butcher Town. Did it really? Mm-hmm. For meat or for murder? Both. Ooh. Yeah. Oh my good. Well, all right. I got the opening line from my new noir book. <laughs> oh, um, okay. So yeah. I, anyway, I don't even know why I brought that up. Uh, meat okay, or so, murder? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they get there at nine thirty in the morning. What, what can they expect? Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's five like main pieces to the event. Um, and like you know, the event itself, World's Fair Nano, we call it a technology festival, and the point is to kind of be like a mini World's Fair. And um, the most important thing is getting people excited about the future. And the best way to do that is to try it. So there's five, way- five different ways that we do that. There's this thing called the Technology Playground, where we have like 70 different companies demoing really just cool, awesome tech from like, uh, you know, virtual reality to augmented reality to f- you can fly drones, hmm. race electric skateboards with your friends, which is probably another one we'll need some liability <laughs> for. Um, Cowabunga. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's like we have this thing, company coming that like is a, a 3D printer uses uses the screen of your like smartphone light. Um, hmm. we have like one of the VR ones is a really cool company called Virtual World Arcade, and like they set up it's a four person experience in this 400 square foot room scale VR where you wear these like LED light gloves and you do this like alien spaceship. Ex- anyway, um, so there's a bunch of awesome you know mostly hardware oriented tech that you can just play with. That's why we call it playground. And then we do futurist talks. So we do like 18 to 20 minute kind of, you know, TED talk inspired mm-hmm. vibe. Um, and we try and cover as much future as we can. So we have, you know, there's the future of cities, the future of art, the future of cannabis, the future of artificial intelligence, the future of feminism, the future of democracy, the future of uh, the future of automation, the future of retail. 
and we just we find just incredible people that are like creating those futures to share whatever it is they're trying to create. So Very when cool. you contact those people, um, how is their reaction when you tell them? Most people haven't yet heard of our effort. Usually yeah. it's when we reach out, it's the first time they hear about it. But most people do like the World's Fair. But at the same time, to get like the 50 speakers that you know we really want, right? just like anything in life, we still have to reach out to 500. <laughs> right, them. right. Um, yeah, so we do all these futurist talks and then we have um, a lot of like interactive tech art so there's things like uh, like we're having these nine foot motion sensitive LED wings that you can try on and like flap and they change nice. color. Um, we're having uh, this we're having this thing called the Fireball Shooting Gallery, where you can literally hold this like uh, it's like it looks like a super soaker, and you put a tennis ball on the end of it, and there's a propane tank on the the gun. You pull the trigger and a, a a jet of flame shoots the ball out of the, the cannon really fast at these targets. Um, is that one of the ones you need to release on? <laughs> so apparently Pier 70 has become a frat house. Right. Exactly. <laughs> There's fun. this incredible beer pong. It's so great. It, it would be the most epic form of beer pong. Right. <laughs> so there's, you know, there's different forms of art that are just fun and interactive, not you know more static pieces. Yeah. And then uh, we have food. We have like normal food truck sort of food. And we also do future food, things like cricket powder, protein bars, so like actually made from crickets. But or, you don't have to bite into it. I mean, you don't have to bite into the cricket part. Right. It's a bar. Yeah, that's brilliant because it's got protein. I'm not making a joke. Oh, that's, it's epic. That's genius yeah. because crickets are like, you know, per size of a cricket, you get so much protein out of those, but you got to bite into a cricket. Yeah. This is genius. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. It's amazing how I'm like most excited about the food Yeah, portion. exactly. That's right. what I'm no, it's cool. And then we're, we were really having Soylent. Have you guys heard of Soylent? Yes. Well, the Soylent is out of here, right? The Soylent Based guy. out of LA. Oh, it's LA. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, we're having the new Isn't one, it? which is like the c- cocoa flavor. So it's like a chocolate milk flavor Soylent. I thought it was people. No, no. Soylent that's Mutual Green. of Omaha is people. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, so future food, like chewable coffee is another cool one we're having. It's like these coffee, these like gelatin cubes that are meant to be like 50 milligrams of caffeine in each one. You chew it and there's your coffee. That's terrifying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to we're gonna, feed children well, 42 we'll of them. we'll see on the streets. I love these, I love these gummies. Oh my God. <laughs> Life is beautiful. Um, anyway. Yeah, so there's food and then we also have music. So there's like music spinning both days, mostly electronic music. Yeah. Cool. Um, just to make it fun. Because the point, you know, isn't to be like a stodgy, boring, scary thing to be at. The point is to be like a festival, like a fair, and mm. to be fun. Because you don't want to learn. You don't want to do any. If the future isn't fun, who's going to want it? Right. Like, I don't want to go or do anything that's not fun. Right. And so we think a lot about how to make the future fun. And I don't know why you're here then, but. Uh, this is fun. No. Oh. You guys are great. Pete, SK. Do you want to put all of our hands together and no, some sort no, of no, 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 I'm Put done. your hand up. First of all, you oh don't. When you do I'm it sorry. that way, I I'm don't know. Uh, this is a very Hitler-oriented show. He just gave a, a mind comp. A mind comp. Don't you have, you don't have Come on, Michael. <laughs> so, um, is there going to be media that you've already contacted that's going to be there? Yeah, yeah. So, a handful uh-huh. of media comes. We'd uh-huh. love to have the SK Morton show there, and we will 100% hook you both up with the press passes. Dude. Whatever you guys need, you got yeah, it. You got it. Do we get lanyards, too? Well, you do get landed. Oh You're man! Now dork. I'm ready to I'm ready to You're potato such a on that. D- oh, yeah. whatever. <laughs> okay. Well, that would, that would be. Good. Is there? Uh, yeah, there's press coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Gizmodo and MIT Technology Review and SF Weekly. Yeah, we're having a bunch oh, really? of press cool. coming. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. Okay, we're we're good on that. Well, I got what I wanted. Get out of here. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> do you I'm, have the lanyard with you? <laughs> no, I, have a, I do have a thought though. Hit me. Um, and I want to throw this out at you. I'm sure you've thought of this a million times, but maybe not. Uh, the idea is to get a World's Fair in the United States. And you're from Florida, and you've spent many a day uh, at Disney World. Annual passes since I was yeah. one years old. I've been to Disney World over 40 times. I went for my 18th, 19th, and 20th birthdays by choice. Oh, yeah. my my, uh, my You guys are a match made in Yeah, movie. I know. My, we took my I younger brother. I feel like me and the throng should just leave right we now. We took my younger you brother to Disneyland for his, for his uh, bachelor party. It's the best. Now, and in uh, Disney World, what I wanted to ask you is, which was your favorite, which is, which is your favorite park at Disney World? Yeah, I think Magic Kingdom. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the best rides were in in MGM Hollywood Studios, yeah. but yeah, Magic Kingdom. Oh, I guess I love Epcot too. That's what I was right. World's say. Fair, the country. Yeah. So, do you know what Epcot stands for? Yeah. Uh, yes, Experimental Prototype City of Tomorrow. Yeah, Community of or Community yeah. of Tomorrow. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and 
She, she did, all right, me, 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 and the other throng. We just gotta go. We just gotta let actually. Uh, yeah, you guys can go now. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> Walt's original idea was—is was that what you were getting at? Yeah, I mean, well, after Disneyland was Disneyland. Disneyland, and then after that, he totally didn't care at all <laughs> about Disney the World. Park, right? He wanted to build a city of the future, right? And the purpose for that city was exactly what a World's Fair does. Yeah. It was to bring technology and future. Yeah. And I, to this day, have been saying, we need a people mover in San Francisco. Yeah. They're putting in the new Van S, you know, on Van S, the new bus thing there. Forget that. Elevate it, put in the people mover. It's a brilliant idea and was conceived for Epcot and for uh, cities to be. Epcot was going to be a model city for all other cities people around the world. People mover is like a monorail? Yeah. What is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Light rail. It, yeah. It just, it just, it's continuously moving. You would just get on, go along with a moving sidewalk, sit in it, and it just keeps going. The moving sidewalk, but the first moving sidewalk was yep. at the 1893 Chicago World exactly. Fair. Exactly. Hmm. So anyway, yeah, pretty soon we're going to we're gonna ask you guys to leave. I know, right? Turn the lights down low. I didn't but, get... <laughs> <laughs> so... And this is what I'm getting at, essentially, is so when the when the park guys went, you know, Walt's dead now. We had all the problem of the, you know, the contemporary hotel and all the stuff. When they were building Magic Kingdom, what are we going to do with this Epcot that Walt wanted a city? Which, by the way, I don't believe would work because you have to go a little commie because people – Walt had a lot of rules to live in that city. Yeah. And I don't think people want that. But the idea of having a place where – Technology and business and art and everything can come in from and have a have a centrally located place and then learn from each other mm-hmm. is a brilliant idea and a world's fair is great for that. So I'm sorry, <laughs> you, you got me excited. Okay. So we good. didn't even get into like the longer term ideas. I focus more on. Well, let's do it. Why don't we get into the longer term ideas? So one pet peeve of mine about world's fairs and Olympics and world's cups is the fact that they spend years and years of time. A lot of smart people work on it and billions of dollars, and then they often let the fairgrounds go to rot after the fact, um, which there's many examples of that, like in New York, for example. I think it's a waste, and you should be able to design, you, you can design a fairgrounds in order to have a dual-purpose use. First, as an event space for mm-hmm. the six-month event called the World's Fair, which is then converted to a permanent use as a fully sustainable, permanent community. Um, and I think that it's actually, the, the, like, the reproducible model I'd really like to prove is I guess first World's Fair Nano, but eventually that you can use a World's Fair as a means for building the future, both financially and socially. You can basically do this big World's Fair and you know it's amazing in of itself, but then it also acts as almost like this massive launch party for a city of the future. And then you use the revenues, which can be a lot from the fair to basically underwrite the cost of building that future. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I, I would like to see happen. Yeah, that's that, that he played right into that. That was perfect. That's no, I agree. And when I was reading about the stuff, I like, like, yes, 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 yes. There's no reason to have something really cool for six months and then tear it down or let it sit and rot, Just especially it, with the technology we have today. So the reason the reason why it happens though is because the the organizers of really any mega event today is um, a public entity. So it's like a gover- governmentally sanctioned you know group. And the trick with government, one of the tricks is that the there isn't a really good long-term incentive structure in place mm-hmm. for them to be like a proper custodian of this fairgrounds, for example. Because mm-hmm. like you build the World's Fair, it takes six years. There's already been a term change. <laughs> then you want to make it a successful, fully sustainable, amazing community. That's another 20 years. There's right. been you have four to more get, term changes. You have to get babies on board with your mental ideas like way back. And right. You, like, but if, if you privatize it and, and the incentive is simply money, then it just is really obvious like how to make it work. Um, yeah. How would you how would you keep it from being, you know, a weird social like where where like you would be the czar of this city? Like how would you? <laughs> what would be? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like my in, my interest isn't to even stay. I'd like to just I want to go to Mars as fast as I can. You know, yeah. I want to do. I want to do. Ah, now we can talk some NASA. This is going to be great. When you're walking down the street, they're the people that you meet each day. We'll, we'll talk more, SK. Yes, I'll sir. see. I'll see you at the fair. This guy smells, doesn't he? Sk. He's just a weird. Oh man, he smells like love. He smells like <laughs> love. So wet sponge is just love to you. Wet sponge. Uh-oh. A wet lemony sponge of love. Wet lemony sponge. You know you want to eat it. Wet 
lemon is burns for you and me. Oh, wet lemon is burns. Just sitting in the tub. Wet lemon is burns for you and me. Wet lemon is burns. Wet lemon is burns. Awesome. Anyway, I just want to say I'm very impressed with you've got everything together. I mean, not I mean, a lot of work left. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and this is going to be your what you do until it's done, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. But like you know, I'd like theoretically we actually could do the World's Fair by in 2022. So we'd have to break ground on the fairgrounds four years before. That's yeah. when you have to do it. So we'd have to secure fairgrounds, get the plans together, and actually start by 2018, which is like. You know, a year and a half from now, right. which is like pretty Dubious. damn unlikely. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's theoretically possible. But you know, 2022 to 2026 is like. All right. Is well, hold on. That? Hold on a second. I better answer it. It might be the phone. What was it called? Uh, hello. hello. Hi, I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh yeah, yeah we can hear can you. Can you good. hear us? Okay. Michael. Yeah, who's, who's all there? Uh, well, Pete's here. Hi. And we've got Hi. a very special guest, very Michael special. Weiss from World's Fair USA is here. Oh, Michael Weiss. I'm I'm sorry I'm not there to meet you. Oh, I feel like you're here. We've been talking a lot about you. As you should. <laughs> well, right now I am luxuriating in a sleeper car on Amtrak. I heard oh, you really? took someone yeah. you took someone hostage so yeah, that so you could get a better ticket. Yeah, I thought you had like the cheapest ticket there. Well, you know how I do things. I know. You're terrifying. <laughs> We've talked about on this show that you would be a very ruthless dictator, actually. Exactly. Are, are you going to be driving the train? <laughs> anyway. Wait, can I put you on speaker? Do you want to see if that works so that we can include my my special guest? Um. Yeah, let's see if it works. Okay. Hello, can you hear me? I can yes. hear you. Does it sound okay? Uh, it doesn't sound any worse than it sounded before. Okay. So... I'm here with my special guest, my big sister, Lisa. Oh, hello, Lisa. Hey, Lisa. Hi. Hi. All right. You sound excited to be talking to us. Right. <laughs> hey, Lisa, so, try not yes. to swear, okay? We don't want any profanity. Yeah, Lisa. <laughs> okay, I, I promise. Keep All it right. down. Now, Lisa, you actually were planning no, okay, on spending so the night... Do I have the floor now? You have the floor. Oh, Sorry yes. about here that. Here we go. There's that I insisting. apologize. Yes, dear. Okay, so this is the thing. I don't think anyone should ride planes anymore. Oh, you are now hooked on trains? Trains are the way to go. If we I have... feel like I'm in an old, uh, I don't know, um, Humphrey Bogart movie. If we had you with us so that you could make us a better yeah, ticket I mean, the I'm same gonna, price, I'm gonna, I don't get fine. a sleeper car without right. you. <laughs> they just see two lumbering Lisa, that was racist. <laughs> I can't believe you would say something like that. Right. Well, anyway, it's, right. um, it's, it's a really, uh, the train is really cool. Well, I'm glad uh, that part is nice. I'm going to miss you, though. I, I won't see you till Thursday? Yeah, you won't see me until Thursday. And She's that's guaranteed, s- right? It's right. not like you're going to walk in on me at any moment? Well, you never know. There's going to be you know, Krispy Kreme boxes all over yeah. the floor. Yeah, some people might think I'm thinking of cheating. It's just going to be donuts and ice cream right. is what I'm worried about. Oh, no. Yeah, you'll be cheating cream. with food. Well, uh, I'll tell you just what, sweetie. Just don't get crumbs and leave crumbs in the bed. Well, I mean, they'll be gone when you get home. Right. All right. He's gonna All he's right. gonna do the the tent thing and just um, brush them off. Does everyone know why I'm not there tonight? No, I, I wasn't gonna tell any personal stuff, but I would like you to say um, thank you to Michael Weiss for coming in tonight because it was uh, not only helpful but it was exciting. Really? Yeah, it was. Well, thank you, Michael Weiss. Um, thank you for making my husband very happy. He I'll was continue super excited about you coming in. <laughs> He's my mistress. That's the weirdest um, thing. <laughs> I mean, this is I like, what, honey, was it all you thought it would be? Yes, this is great. I just wish we had more time, but they don't. So. Yeah, Babette, yeah. they dorked out well, together. Uh, together, It was amazing. What's that, sweetheart? Maybe you should say goodnight. Okay, I'll say goodnight. I'll be back. Lisa, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> These Lisas, right? Am I right? <laughs> 
Okay, well, it was really fun. I am, I'm sorry that we don't have more time, but you guys are busy people, so. Uh, we want to thank the throng that was here. Thank you guys very much. Yay, thank you throng. for smiling. We love you. Being encouraging. Thank you to the throng that's Tipsy listening. Uh, remember, if you want to uh, help us out, you can go to Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Lousy San Francisco Podcast. Mm-hmm. Give us your money. Yes, and also the uh, Amazon button. And uh, anywhere you're listening, give us the five stars or the circles or the thumbs up or something like that will help us out. Mm-hmm. Now, Mike, is there anything you want to say to get people there? Times, dates, prices, anything like that? World Tornado, January 28th, 29th, Pier 70, the dog patch, 9.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. both days. It's easy to get there. Go on the website. You can... Find out how. All right. um, tickets are tickets are fifty fifty five dollars for a full day, all access. Very cool. Um, and yeah, the website is worldsfairnano.com. Okay. And Pietro, what do you got? On the tenth of February, I will be in Walnut Creek uh, at the um, Pleasant Hill Bart Station in the area with a bunch of food trucks making oh, cool. money. No, that'll be good. <laughs> all right, and uh, you should all be ashamed of yourselves. Thank you, SK. Thank you, Pete. Absolutely. This is awesome. Yay, Michael Vice. Your golden sun <laughs> will shine for me. Thank you. If you don't mind, I'd like to do it again. What we have here is failure to communicate. I am going to crush it. Like lemony foam. He's trying to ride my coattails. I'm not wearing a coat. Huge dork. I eat my nose bleeder, which comes from picking my nose too much. Ew. Or not enough. Yeah! (laughs) Why would you name your dog Taco Salad? Can I have some powder made from crickets? Uh... For meat or for murder? Courts often hear about my brownie. I'm going to allow it. I'm my own bearded lady. His stash is very stashy. Told him. I'm ready to potato on that one. Yeah. Pew.